What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Coronavirus is sweeping the nation and forcing many of us small business owners to have to work from home. I know there's a lot of pressure on you. However, I'm here to help. Let me help you close the communication gap with the right tools to leverage and help your teams ensure that they're sharing institutional knowledge and keeping business running. Give me a, an email, chris at highlevelwisdom.com, and let's talk about how I can help you pick the right communication tool, listen to the challenges that you're dealing with, and then help your teams get set up right now so that you can work remote effectively. Again, I can be reached at chris at highlevelwisdom.com. I look forward to serving you and your teams. Ensure that you guys are being effective during this time. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is part three of our special daily edition of High Level Wisdom for New Generation Leaders. I'm your host, Chris Williams, and I wanna thank you all for tuning in today. This is part three. Now, if you have not heard the other two episodes, please make sure that you go back so that you have good context. And first of all, welcome. Welcome if you're tuning in. This might be your first time that you've heard about our show, and so you decided to tune in, and you're jumping in at a really good time. If you're a repeat Listener, thank you so much for your attention. We appreciate it. And while we are talking and going through our part three for today of our special edition, I want to make sure that we continue the conversation. So please, however you found us or if you're not familiar, we are on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at High Level Wisdom. So today is going to be a really interesting conversation because we're continuing to evolve and grow our understanding of how to change our culture so that we can enable sharing so that we can ensure that between executives and emerging talent, the institutional knowledge is being shared. But there's some work that we've got to do up front. And I thought amid uh, amidst all of the uh, kind of uncertainty and the changes, what was going to be the most effective for you inside of your company that you could leverage that I could provide you. And so every single day this week, we're providing you with uh, content that's going to be able to help you shift the culture while you're in this uh, downtime. So on Monday, we kind of started with Evolve. That was building a sense of awareness of where you are and where you want to go and how to build from there. Again, go back to Monday. You'll be able to listen to that. Uh, Tuesday, we kind of talked about social capital. Once you become an aware and you know what you want to make happen, then at that point, you've got to start to deepen the level of relationships inside of your company. And that's from executive to executive, executive all the way down through the organization and back and forth. And so you have to get creative with those. I provided some tips of some things that you might want to do. That was on Tuesday, day two. Well, this is day three. And so when you think about, <clears throat> excuse me, just the um, idea of what it truly means to change the culture, a lot of times we are always thinking of the external things we might need to do. If you kind of noticed, um, this kind of changes that thought and it's really a lot of heavy lifting on you, the individual, and you as a collective, uh, whether you're doing this with your management team, whether you're doing this as a manager just with your team, so on and so forth. There's a lot of heavy lifting on the individual so that we can enable um, a different culture. Well, Today is no different. And today is actually a little bit more 
um, uh, personal to home because we're going to be talking about what I call essential you. This is the third part of this discussion because essential you is all about vulnerability. See, you won't grow your social capital in quality and value until you step out and step up and just become open or vulnerable with those in this new space that you're trying to create in your office, in your team, what have you. So here's what I want to do today. I want to challenge you to work outside of the layers of kind of our own imagery that we've kind of used over and over day to day that we use to what I would call kind of hide our authentic self. So let's put this into some context. Number one, uh, we have a version of ourselves at work. We have a version of ourselves in front of the parents and the at our kids school. We have a version of ourselves at, um, you know, church. We have a version of ourselves um, you know, a lot of different other places. That version might not be closely related to the, the authentic self of who you are. And so what we're going to talk about is how do you start to be a little bit more authentic on a consistent basis while even at work? Yes, I mean, authentic you um, while you're working with people. Now, some people may say, well, you know, um, <clears throat> I don't want, you know, my my employees to to for me and them to have a, a particular personal relationship or they don't need to know much about me. Uh, we need to keep a distance. That sounds great, <clears throat> except for the fact that in today's world, people are finding more and more value in, in um, a culture that allows for openness and communication to be um, uh, throughout the organization. I will tell you, there's many companies um, that I, I frequent maybe as a shopper or those that I kind of deep dive into through help with workshops and things of that nature that I am learning a whole lot about uh, some of these reoccurring themes. And I will tell you some of the best run companies, some of the companies that have the best culture, uh, some of the companies that are a lot more efficient on higher quality outputs of whatever it is that they provide for their end customer have a really great, solid, authentic um, version of culture than you'll find anywhere else. And that's something that we are going to have to make a decision that is important, um, that if we want this new culture, if we want things to change, if we want our team to improve or our teams to improve, that means we are going to have to start to show up in our authentic self. Now, I do want to be honest about, you know, why it's difficult to be authentic in front of people. Why it's difficult as a boss to say, hey, I messed up and I might have given you guys bad information. And that's why you went down that path. And I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I want to kind of talk about why that might be a little difficult. Most of it is, is because um, we have been taught in society um, to do everything you can to avoid rejection um, by basically putting up a facade that is all lived through in fear. Um, many people are just afraid of somebody seeing who they really are. Um, if you're a manager listening to this or if you're an executive, uh, things are kind of tight right now. Um, the real truth is, is that during the day right now, given you know all of the things that are going on with COVID-19 and, and what, what we're hearing, um, you really do not have the answers. But how often are you willing to say that to your employees, to your teammates, to your executive team. You know, how often are you willing to say, look, I don't have an answer right now. Um, I'm still learning and I'm still gathering. See, we have this idea that we should have all of the answers and that um, there should be no situation 
that I'm not uh, standing, uh, quote unquote, strong in. Well, sometimes the strongest people are willing to show the weakest parts of them. And so I think it's really, really important for us to um, not be so driven by fear of rejection, but wanting to create a culture that says it is all right if you say on this project, I don't know what to do and everyone's going to help you. And the only way we're going to get there is all of us have to play our part. So interestingly enough, um, all of these different faces that we put on tend to, um, you know, dictate how we operate and act uh, at the Christmas party um, uh, uh, on Sunday in front of our wife or husband, even right uh, in front of our kids. We even have faces that we put on in front of our kids because we don't ever want them to see us uh, vulnerable. We don't ever want them to see us having a bad day. And, and I think the, the, the more we practice these faces, the harder it is, the further away we get away from our authentic self. And that's difficult because you go to bed with you every night. Um, you go to work with you every day. And, and now we have a new layer, which is basically technology layer. Um, this social media layer is, is pretty interesting because all of us have you know been on social media and seen people say some of the, you know, uh, darndest things as um, as a TV show used to say. And. Um, we know that if you saw that person in person, that might not be the way they have that conversation. And so um, there's a technology layer of, of kind of a, a face that we have. And, and in order for your office culture, your organizational culture, your, your you know, you as a manager, just changing kind of the way you do things on your team, maybe even the, uh, the opportunity that you might notice through this process that you do have some areas to grow in because we all have blind spots. I really do think it's important that we step back and recognize um, there are some changes that need to happen um, in order that we can create high quality relationships. Again, if you think about the journey that you and your teammates and, and organization are on, if you're truly trying to create high quality relationships with the people in your organization that are going to produce honesty and value uh, trust, um, it's got to begin with us. It's got to begin with the person listening to this podcast right now. And so what we want to be able to do is ensure that we are not uh, taking uh, for granted the talent that we have um, inside of our organizations. And sometimes, you know, it may sound like, well, how am I taking that for granted? Well, we take it for granted when we don't show up uh, in our full authentic self, when we don't strive to show the vulnerability, because if if you want you want more engagement um, out of your teammates, if you want high quality outputs, it's really going to come down to um, how open are we to admit we've made a mistake and how quickly do we acknowledge the mistake and rally around each other when we're trying to grow. So very interestingly enough, um, I've learned that my willingness to be myself and show it in front of other people does at times create tension for everyone around me. Why? Mainly because socially it's not normal um, when somebody is being their true, authentic self without thought of judgment or fear or doubt. It kind of stands out. And if you're a CEO and you're an executive and you're not really used to showing uh, vulnerability to your management team, if you're not used to asking more questions than providing answers, it can feel weird. It can, it can feel wrong. Almost. It can feel wrong to be to be uh, vulnerable. It can, it can feel wrong to say I'm the CEO. And how is it? I don't have an answer for this. Um, but 
it's really, really important that we start to be okay and comfortable with imperfection. Um, and if you notice, even when somebody does show a, a bit of imperfection, a lot of times what we want to do is uh, we immediately want to correct someone, right? Maybe they said something a different way than the way you would say it. Maybe they, uh, you know, uh, were doing a presentation and you kind of stop them in the middle and you you correct them because there's a way you want something to be said or 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 view of a lens that you have. And the only reason why we do that is because we just don't want people to be imperfect because um, if if they're perfect and we can push other people to be that way, then we don't have to be that person. We can we can we can uh, kind of delay our growth and force it on other people. And and I think that this it, this impacts um, the, the the culture of your day to day interactions um, in, a, in, in an immense way. If we're not careful about the way we um, we handle situations like now, uh, you know, basically a crisis, if we're not careful about the way we uh, treat people, if we're not careful about the way we we handle these moments, um, it could have long lasting negative impacts um, and we could end up losing really good talent because good talent is 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 best supported by great relationships around them. It's really, really important. So let me give you kind of three things that I think would be helpful uh, during this time as you you're here in this third step of essential you. Um, first and foremost, just write this down <laughs> like me, period. Yes, like me, um, you know, not not me. The, the voice that you're listening to right now is Chris Williams. I'm saying you have to learn to like yourself. I think one of the greatest things we can ever do is accept ourselves for who we are and the fact that we are flawed. I don't think we take uh, into consideration enough just how important it is to be OK with the fact that I'm going to make mistakes and that it is OK. Um, you have to be willing to give yourself some grace and a little bit of forgiveness, because guess what? You're human and to be human is to error. Um you know, some people go to work and, and, and just really ensure that their mask uh, and their accent or the way they talk is, is, is all set up just perfectly um, because we assume that's how everyone else is. So, you know, as an example, if you're you know born in the South and you kind of have a Southern draw, you got a little twang to you, um, then you automatically assume I need to clean that up when I go to work. And it's like, well, why? That's that's who you are. It doesn't mean you're not intelligent. It doesn't mean you cannot articulate yourself. It just means you have an accent. Nothing wrong with an accent. Um, and I get it. Like, uh, you know, being imperfect is not the sexy thing. I completely understand that. Um, and and falling in front of people can 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 have um, some some impacts mentally sometimes that we we, we don't like. And I think it's mainly because we're so concerned about what other people are going to say. So we'd rather just avoid it by wearing a mask. And so, you know, first and foremost, learn to like yourself. When you take this journey, part of the success you're going to experience is knowing that you um, are just as important as the task that you are responsible for every single day. The you that when nobody's looking is just as important. So you've got to do this is kind of a, a self-care uh, tip for you um, in this essential you phase. Secondly, I would say it's OK to be first. So you can write that down, too. Um, 
we always wanted to be first. Think about it even as kids, right? First one to the dinner table, first one to open presents, first one run into the car, first one running out of the car, right? We always wanted to be first. But here's what's interesting. Something happens when we get older and we uh, become an adult um, where we take things about, you know, being first. Uh, we kind of start to shut those ideas down uh, for whatever reason. Right. Um, we think it's, you know, you don't you t- first we tell our kids, it's OK. Hey, you have fun, run. And then all of a sudden, hey, you don't have to be first everywhere. You don't have to be this. You don't have to be that. And everywhere else in life, we do want to be first. Like, think about it this way. Your business, you want to be first with a new product. Uh, you want to be first to market with a new with a, with a new great uh, product for your customers. You want to be first, um, you know, to, to to finish your work early. You want to be first definitely to to, to drive, uh, you know, change. Um, so we like being first there. We want to be first with the new, you know, new car off the showroom floor, floor, right? First at the concert to get good seats. But we cringe at the idea of first being able to say, I messed up. Cringe at the idea of saying, you know, I know I'm CEO, but I got this one wrong. We cringe at the idea of just being honest and we spend more time trying to figure out how we're going to clean up our messes as opposed to just being honest and saying, I'm going to figure out a way forward from here. And I think it's really, really important that it's OK to be first. It's OK to be the first one to apologize. It's, the fir- it's OK to be the first one to say, I don't have all the answers right now, but I'm going to try to figure it out. It's, go- it's OK to be the first one to ask for help. That's really, really important. So, you know, as a leader, um, as a manager, don't wait for other people um, in, in, in life to, to make the change first. Don't wait for your boss. You know, if you're an individual contributor, don't wait, you know, for your senior leadership. You know, don't wait for the CEO. You be that person. You be first. And 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 then explain why you're trying to be first. What 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 how does this align to the strategic nature of where the company is trying to go? So last but one I'm gonna give you is give it time. Right? It's important to be aware of these things that we need to make a change on. It's important that we start making actionable steps. But I think it's really, really important to understand that this will impact your relationships. You will discover and learn things about Uh, your teammates and employees that maybe you didn't know before. And a lot of times when we're being authentic, um, we're going to run into a a, a vulnerable time. But what we don't want to do is be judgy. We don't want to automatically shut people down for being authentic. In fact, we want to be opposite. If somebody's being authentic and we notice it, we should applaud it because you, 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 you make, the behavior that you want visible and known to every single person around so that they know that this is a safe space for us to be vulnerable. And I think that's a really, really important thing that we all should focus on, uh, especially now uh, with, with, with the seasons that we're kind of in. Um, I think it's important to give it time as well, because um, just because you're the first one to do this, It's going to take time for others around you to join in, to know that it's okay, to realize that, okay, wow, we were sitting in a management meeting and he was literally willing to say he doesn't have all the answers. And he didn't pretend he didn't try to. Kelly didn't try to take on more than she could. She's willing to say, no, actually, this is about all I can do right now. And I'll get back with you on on the results later. Those types of things are going to take time to permeate throughout the organization. The difference is, is be consistent. 
Stay consistent. Be open to the idea that this is going to take time. Will you stick out like a sore thumb when you first start? Absolutely, you will. Because socially, it's different. Especially in our in our given workplaces. However, again, we're trying to change the culture. We're trying to create a culture that doesn't currently exist. And so part of the way to be able to do that is we're going to have to be open to being vulnerable. So, you know, as this grows, we'll be able to get into the next you know, uh, uh, phase. If you want more ideas on vulnerability, many, many of us have probably heard of the name Brene Brown. Um, she, she kind of shot out of, out of a rocket, uh, a few years back, um, when kind of talking about vulnerability and why it's so important, go look her up. Uh, she's an amazing woman with a lot of, um, scientific data even, um, that, that are really, really help, uh, you, you know, um, go through this information and, and that'll be really, really helpful. So, you know, at the end of the day, being essential, you is very simple. Learning how to take vulnerability, your authentic self to work every single day into every situation, especially right now um, in kind of this crisis moment we're all having. We want to make sure that we're still showing up authentic, that we are being honest with our employees. We're being honest with um, our executive teams and we're being honest with with those around us. Right. Um, I think it's a really important step. And this is what, you know, level three looks like when you start talking about really shifting the culture to get to a place where people are open to sharing. Well, if we're not vulnerable, then people aren't going to share. Right. So hope you found value in this. I hope you found this helpful. Uh, Thank you for listening uh, to today's episode. Stay tuned because there's really great information about a workshop uh, that we're going to announce at the end of this. But then also tomorrow's podcast is going to be extraordinary because we're going to be talking about now that you've gone through those three steps, you've made some self-discoveries and you kind of know where you want to go. We're going to be talking about something called new values, and I'll be talking with you more about that. So again, thank you so much for listening. I hope that you found this helpful. Matter of fact, why don't we just keep the conversation going? Join us if you're not already on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at the handle high level wisdom all together. You'll find us. Um, feel free to leave comments on the website. Uh, let us know what things stood out to you. If there's any way I can help you and your organization, feel free to reach out. Chris at highlevelwisdom.com. Send us an info. Send us your feedback. We thank you for listening. And everyone, I hope that everything that you do today, that you do it at a high level. Take care and we'll see you in the next episode. Hey, listen, do not forget that March 31st, right here on High Level Wisdom for New Generation Leaders, we are having a webinar, The Cost of Not Sharing. You do not want to miss this if you're a leader, if you're a manager, if you're the CEO, executive, or a company, you do not want to miss this. It's going down March 31st, 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you want more information, please go to our website, www.highlevelwisdom.com. Make sure that you register for this webinar. It is going to be an awesome webinar to understand what it means to create a sharing culture, some of the impacts of not sharing, and what you can do in order to improve the culture at your company. March 31st, 1130 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please pre-register at our website today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.